Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone. I am Kevin Allen, and I am you. And we are the Dispatches from Elsewhere AfterBuzz TV After Show. And by we, I specifically mean my co-host, Sanaa Moore. Hi, everyone. Nice for you guys to join us for our last episode. I feel like we're already a family. <laughs> Chantel Del Aguila. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be back. Cannot wait to talk about tonight's episode. And Benjamin Schnell. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. And I, thank you so much. I have a family now. I, I love that. I was <laughs> looking for a family for so long. Thank you. Yeah. Great episode. Crazy. No, you guys, you're my team. Uh, team Yellow. <laughs> my teammates. And I'm not just introducing the world to you. We're also going to be introducing everybody to uh, the boy. We're going to get reacquainted with Jason. And we're going to discover each other. And we'll get into our news and special segments. Uh, but before we break down what has been an unprecedented season finale, I want to hear your overall thoughts. And it's a lot to wrap up for this one episode. But do what you can. <laughs> Man. We're- I was like, where do you even begin? Where well, let's to begin? With you, Chantel. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. I'll take the lead. Why not? Um, I love. I say. I feel like I say this every episode, but I really, truly love the finale. Um, <laughs> I am a big Jason fan, so for mm-hmm. it to be about him, um, it just put a smile on my face. Being able to, you know, see this flip from here are these characters, you know, we have Peter, Simone, Janice, Fredwin, and then where does it take us to next? And it turns into Jason's story, Jason's life, you know, how he got into acting and how he was portrayed as this funny guy day in and day out. And he wanted so much more and he, he fell out of love with it. He didn't even know, you know, what that was anymore because it became so routine that it actually made him miserable, made him drink, made him just kind of hate life. And he had to rediscover like the beauty and, and, and what life is, you know, and to find something that he is passionate about again, beautifully displayed, loved it, made, made me happy, made me cry. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, try not to get teary eyed again, but it was just a really emotional episode. Um, and then at the very end, I love his message, you know, yeah. just thanking everyone, thanking now, everyone, thanking all of us. Chantel, you're describing Jason Siegel's like real life story. Uh, you yeah. being a Jason Siegel super fan, I'm, I was sure you were aware of it. Ah, yeah, but it's just like beautiful but it's not to with- just portrayed in the show it's well, definitely the show is representing that yeah yes so, it's i felt like it was like a little yeah, bit of we'll a get into, we'll get into sorry all I'm, I'm talking i'm there so what do you think yes honestly it made me kind of miss chocolate milk <laughs> the entire time i was thinking about dang you know the school Ooh. lunch um the school lunch chocolate milk that comes in the car and you shake it up mm-hmm. real good Put your shine there. It's fire. So it made me think about that. (laughs) Um, But for the most part, I was just, you know, crazy because it's the end of the episode. And just the way it ended in terms of like, soon as I heard the name Jason, I was like, what? Wait, where is this going? Yeah, because did anybody catch Peter? Peter's name being mentioned before in the boy's story yeah oh yeah. yeah so i was like oh wait so who is okay what is this yeah and i yeah. didn't expect it would be jason but sorry go on exactly and just knowing how much of a star he was and you know with him uh even being in the um 
Jijun, uh, sweet when he went to the mm-hmm. hotel. That caught me off guard. And then as well as, you know, him already knowing who Octavio was. Because yeah. remember, he was like, and I'm like, Peter, did you know who Octavio was this entire time? Because he was a kid and, you know, he was performing and Octavio, I guess, is like his handler or like his, you know, manager. his manager or something. Manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, that was just crazy. The whole episode is just how I feel about um, is like what I say every day about quarantine. This is crazy. Okay. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, let me hear your overall thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, I just understood that this whole show was pretty much like a staged story in a way. Right. So mm-hmm. that means everyone kind of knew their positions and everything basically knew about everything about everyone right so that was basically all known on their point of view on their side but we didn't know about it so that was very beautifully um shot and shown to us but what i also wanted to say is on a deeper level is that i really have a lot of respect for him that he's basically talking it out loud he's basically saying how hollywood can be sometimes even for people who are very successful right hey people made in hollywood he made it in hollywood he he was this big how i met your mother guy Mm -hmm. but even this guy was lost he didn't even know why he was doing the art he didn't even know why he was doing acting anymore which is kind of scary in a way but i think it's very important message that he sent that out to everyone even to people who are not really involved into the film industry get an idea how hard and tough it can be even for people who are successful and i think like putting that all together in a fictional story even is is a brilliant idea i you know that's just Mm -hmm. brilliant i mean we had an idea from the news that i was presenting over the last couple of weeks that we had a feeling already that he's talking about himself in a way right but yeah you mentioned that at the very beginning yeah we talked about that a little bit but that he's doing that kind of twist that he's even naming himself as the real person was even surprising to me i was really like wow that was a great twist because yeah. he <laughs> just left it. Oy, well, oh, bless it's, you. It's tight. one thing to make the show like representative of his experience, yeah. which is what the first act was with the boy. And then it becomes yeah. literally his experience. Exactly. Uh, and the whole show is both those things. That's right. You know, so I felt like this one com- like deconstructed what television as an art form does in relation to the artist in creating a uh, narrative that is representative and evocative of the feelings the person, the artist has, and like just straight up telling their story. Exactly. And there exactly. still obviously was artistic liberties taken with that second act, but yeah. uh, by all accounts, it's 100% true. It's, it's, it, you know, it's so interesting. And I talk about that in the news section, but I just wanted to point that out. It's even kind of ironic because a lot of, actors right a lot of people love to portray different characters to just basically leave the real world leave their own personality and just do something else to basically be even more free that's why a lot of actors i know feel even more comfortable acting than in real life or feel more secure and more confident in, in acting than in real life which is very interesting to me and i felt like he does the complete opposite thing he's even like talking about his own life as his as himself as the character at the end does it make sense? You know, so I oh, think yeah. that was great that he did that actually because I mean, who saw that coming? Please come on, it was awesome. I, I did not definitely did not. Uh, like, damn, <laughs> well, the uh, like that's right. not forest anymore. That's more than forest. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, damn this it. is we've we've settled everything. <laughs> so yeah, at the top of this or the end of last episode, like there were still some questions to be answered, but nothing really substantial or that important that had to be resolved. It was just kind of the, why did the game exist? What was its purpose? This episode certainly answers that question. So let's start with the boy, his story. And by that, I mean the young child and the, the, the tramp clown makeup, as it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the top of this. This only makes me relate to Peter even more. He's watching the Muppets. He's watching It's a <laughs> Wonderful Life. His number was... Uh, I, make them laugh from singing in the rain and i was my girlfriend she's the one who introduced me to it's a wonderful life even though i'm a huge jimmy stewart fan and uh singing in the rain and so i kept stopping be like the boy's doing this now oh he even did the backflip um <laughs> and it, 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 it and as an actor myself like i was filled with this feeling of 
like, yeah, this is why I got into it. This, I want to do all these things. I love this kind of entertainment. And I was really immersed in his story. And so it was especially tragic to just watch him go through the motions and repeat performances and just watch his fulfillment drain out of him and get into a story about substance abuse through chocolate milk. Uh, so I, I started off being like, okay, whose backstory is this? What character is this? And then as it finally started to reveal itself, I was like, oh, this is clearly an art piece. Because at first I thought it was going to be, you know, a little bit of Octavia or like, you know, I thought that was going to be an option of kind of like, okay, this is how he became who he is, you know, mm -hmm. and we were going to feel a little bit, you know, for him in a way. But then once I found out that it was actually Peter, I was like, or Jason, or who knows at this point, <laughs> but yeah. um, I it, that's what threw me for the alley-oop. Did anyone right. happen to, like, I imagine you all saw it, the flickers of Clara T and Lee? Yes. Uh, like, In the television? Where, yeah, what was going through your head when that popped up? Uh, <laughs> okay. Me, I, I mean, oh, I got I lots of words, right? I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I was like, it, to me, I was like, are you trying to feed him a message to get him some i really don't know i ben i mean what? i yeah. yeah that's thank thank you so much for asking me i appreciate that <laughs> no but um i feel like for me it was even more clarity that clara is definitely not real she never existed i think she was just a made-up character by lee and i think lee was always clara well what and makes you think lee was real at this point Ooh. in the show, Ooh, okay. like it's okay. all it's all far. a narrative. Okay. It's all a story. Okay. So the way I interpreted Lee and Clara piercing the veil, so to speak, was mm -hmm. the same way that throughout the entire series we've been seeing the boy pierce the veil. So if the boy is our our symbol for the artist, Jason Siegel, and like he's watching his story in his mind or on, on paper, however you want to look at it, play out. Like yeah. he is witnessing the show he is creating. So conversely, right. his creation, now represented through Clarity and Lee, are watching him back. Like it's just creating this relationship. And it, this is nothing literal. It can't be literal. No, <laughs> but, but it's like it was just to remind us that there is a relationship between the art and the artist. Yeah, for sure. For, that's a very good point because remember what we what we found out about Clara at the very beginning, that she was a person who wanted to change something, right? She wanted to change her environment because she didn't feel comfortable in, in Fishtown. She wanted to do something about it, right? So she wanted to bring stuff back into this town to make it even more joyful for everyone. So I think that's basically the same thing that I'm assuming now was Jason was basically telling Jason back in the day when he had the same feeling that he felt as Peter, you know, or Jason in real life. Hey, I can't live my life like that anymore. I have to change something. And then out of a sudden he had that feeling and that I think this feeling is represented by Clara and Lee to show him the right path in life to get mm, back on track. Okay. That's how okay. I see it. So that's how you it, know, it's used. Yeah. Brett, um, going into the chat, um, shout out to you, Brett, and everyone in the chat tonight. We really do appreciate <laughs> you guys. Um, Brett says Lee could actually be is actually the creator of the Zijun Institute. Okay. Okay, yeah, because, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before, before I dive into the nonsense I'm about to spell out, thank you all so much for being here and for being part of the chat. We really appreciate you guys being an active participant in the show, uh, for making us the ESPN of TV Talk at AfterBuzz, uh, for liking, subscribing, five gold stars, all, right, ringing bells, all that stuff. But especially now more than ever, I want to hear your interpretation of the show because this is where it gets the most abstract is in this first act. And then it starts to become a little more literal. Uh, so, Brett, uh, I think you might be onto something because if, <laughs> if the boy is real, boy is Jason Siegel, then Lee is the creator of the Jujin Institute, which is a real thing that Jason comes to meet because in our second act, uh, we discover this this narrative, this black and white story that we've been uh, watching 
is a colorful, okay, you know, black and white account from Jason Siegel himself at a anonymous support group. Like it cuts back to him. He says, that's my story. That's why I feel this way. And the whole room says, thank you, Jason. And then I lost my breath. What well, about also, you all? Yeah, no, the chat, please go oh, right into it. So in the chat, Nick Daly says, um, the show also kind of left it up to the viewer whether or not Clara was real in the show, which I think basically um, they did with Eve, with Eve, or Eva, I mean. Oh, so just okay. going back a little bit. Yeah, so for those of you who are not aware, Eva was the basically the Clara Torres of the actual Simu Life ARG in San Francisco. Uh, I watched the documentary today, so I learned, like now Ooh. I'm like I get what's going on now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very sound. I, I want to point out something about this whole discussion. Uh, Jason Siegel said in an interview with Entertainment Weekly. I'm hoping I step on your toes, Ben. What's that? Later. No, I'm no, hope, please I'm do. Not, please go okay. ahead. Go ahead. No worries. Because um, I know you have news later, and I'm hoping this isn't it. Uh, but he had an interview with Entertainment Weekly about this final <gasps> episode, and he said. Uh, I've always felt that the thematic explanation should be contained in the work of art. For me, I always feel like now the audience gets to live with this however they want. The whole point of the show, I think, is to participate in the work of art. So there's no right, wrong interpretation. This was meant to be a, a work that we are supposed to discuss, as we are now. But, like, to each his own, you know? The answer is in the eye of the beholder here. So... Everyone, just throw your theories at me. <laughs> First of all, my news are gone, but that's okay. That's not a big deal. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, no, Chantel, I think you wanted to say something. I wanted to give it to you first, please. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I actually, I, I'm going to pass it right back to you because I, again, okay, the, the second okay, half was I, just oh, let's, so much. Let's move, let's move forward then. Let's get into, because Chantel, because this is what you were talking about. This is Jason Siegel's actual story. Yeah. So he's at this support meeting. We learn his name is Jason. He meets yep. Simone, but not our Simone, a different Simone. Mm -hmm. She takes him to the barn of beautiful things, not to be confused with the shop of beautiful things. And this place is littered with what will inspire, uh, I guess, Jason Siegel in writing his version of his experience. The carousel, the the memory to medium transfer center, which is just a scrapbooking station. Like just, what, yeah, what were you guys feeling when we're starting to see the, the origin story of this whole narrative? For me, I was totally, you know, it just brought everything full circle. It brought everything to why um, Peter is, you know, who he is and everything. And it was crazy when they were on like first name basis of things and he starts meeting up with like um, Janice. I don't even know if we should say Janice at this point. That was her name. Yeah. You know, or even um, Fredwin, if we even want to say Fredwin at this point. That like, one I don't think gave his name. So I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just so crazy how everything switched and then also you know when I was looking at it and it's like the drinking problem and then at first I thought it was a drug problem I don't know if anyone else had kind of thought that like when they brought over the chocolate milk no. and I thought he was being like I you know he was acting kind of lucid and a little like loopy and I thought that was and he was taken oh, aback when he drank okay. it like mm -hmm. you know so right. at first I thought he was drugged and then once he started to perform and then it turned to poop and it was just all downhill when he was performing. I was like, don't go to the flip, don't do it. Yes, I'm like, We all knew that was going to be a face flop. Oh, it was so just so much to watch. bound right. to happen. But what I, what I still find so fascinating, I still have to put that out there. I mean, at the end of the day, when you really think about the show and it's Jason's story, all these characters, Jason was pretty much always talking to himself. So all these characters that we see on the show, especially these four main characters, is basically all him, just different varieties of his personality. So he's pretty much always talking to himself. And I think he really lived that moment. And I'm going to talk about it in a new section a little more. But it just feels like everyone's life. We always have our inner voices, right? 
they are talking to us. We have to make decisions in life. We have to move on. And I think this is basically representing all that. That's I, what we're part of. I'm going to disagree with you slightly before you completely okay. correct me later in your news segment. <laughs> uh, I got the sense that the four characters <laughs> that we've been following this episode, yes, definitely there's pieces of Jason, I'm assuming, in each one of them, which is what they've been telling us in the beginning. There's pieces of you in every single character and vice mm -hmm. versa. Yeah. But there was like a comment when they were on the hilltop that uh, Jan Janice made a comment about the episode they just watched and he goes, well, Janice is always right, which is what we've heard about Fred win this whole series. So I felt like these four people who maybe inspired his four characters, this like he, he deconstructed them and rearranged the parts and put them back together. Okay. To make new versions of, and which I think only uh, supports the idea that we're all the same. We all have these qualities into us, some more than others but it was like a little bit of real world Janice made up fake Fredwin and a little bit of fake Fredwin probably led themselves to uh, fake. I understand oh, like, where you're it's, going. You know, yeah, this is yeah I, I, I get what you're saying. And that's why, you know, especially when they said, you know, they were pushing the narrative of like, you see you, you know, this is you. And they pushed that all the way one through 10. But this episode was really honing in on that and just showing, like you said, you know, and for us to really look at ourselves, especially with quarantine, we're really able to reflect on a lot of stuff and to really, wow, this episode came in a great time. <laughs> oh, but okay, can I just say, I was going to totally say that, right? <laughs> Perfect timing with this episode, but continue. Yeah, because you get the time to really reflect and see, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone, and at the end of the day, honestly, we all want to feel important and we all want to belong. So, and that's what the game did for them, right? It made them feel important. It made them feel, you know, that someone is counting on them and that there was a purpose for that. So we all feed on that. And it's important for us to all accept each other for who we are and, you know, our process in life because we're all different. Okay, so- Amen, Jason, sister, amen. Amen. Yeah. Jason is given a card by Simone. Uh, Simone makes things. She made this card with the EPWA light, uh, written on it. Uh, I think it's the EPWA life or whatever. And it was this postcard from elsewhere. And that was his ticket, his invitation to go be part of this experience. And uh, we saw things that were very reminiscent of what we had seen displayed in the show, but were new. Like it was a different Sasquatch costume. Uh, but he goes on this little adventure uh, in the city streets. I felt, I felt this was because he was by himself, maybe and not with a whole team. This one felt scarier to me. It felt like a more vulnerable experience. And if it wasn't for that card that he got in the hotel saying, no one will make you look stupid. I, I wonder if he would have kept going. Well, I also right. thought it was interesting too that they gave him a new name, like oh, that's right, they did. They called him Norman. Mm -hmm. Like when he when the phone rings and he picks up, you know, they call him Norman. And then when he's in the little diner, um, sh the the waitress calls him Norman, and he goes, "Well, my name is Jason." She goes, "Well, no, you're for you know for today, your name is Norman." And I thought that's that was really interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that because no one else used that name on him, at least that we saw. Yeah. I was like, why is he having to be renamed? No one else. I, no I still don't get him. it. Still don't I, get it. I, I just thought it was very interesting because, you know, like they, like we said this whole time, you know, his name's, we know him as Peter, 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 Peter. And then we get this Jason. second act. Yeah. And his <laughs> name is actually Jason. Like, I mean, his name is Jason. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. That that just kind of like it stuck out to me that they gave him a different name. Um, right. Don't really know the reason why, but it was just interesting. That's a good point. Maybe maybe one of our one of, one of our viewers might have a theory behind that. I would well, actually love do. to hear from our viewers in particular. <laughs> Ryan, is uh, is there a special viewer that we can talk to, or Sana? Well, in the chat. Um, there are a few people who have mm -hmm. some um, predictions and things. Um, let's see. Um, Brett also says it was 
um, Capped King. So we are, um, so we never went by our real names. That's interesting. I wonder if they gave that to him. So like in the game, they never use their real names. Hmm. So okay, maybe that's a little clue there. Well, if they got um, to drop their wallet and their phone, that's pretty much their whole identity. So might as well take the name mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And then also Nick in the chat, Nick Daly, shout out to you. He said, um, just going back a little bit um, on the chocolate milk scene that we were talking about, he said, chocolate, Clara has chocolate milk in, in one episode. So was she drugged into? So yes. that's pretty interesting too. Like, was that her downfall too? Man, something's in that chocolate milk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to object right. to it. No, I'm just kidding. So these these puzzles they were they were weird and fun just like we've been seeing all season. But then there was that staircase at the end, and I was like, that isn't fun at all. So he goes oh. up the staircase. Oh. The, the stair- staircase to heaven, or yeah, I would right? say to hell, because yeah. they that break would him down kill completely. me. Kill me. <laughs> they break him down emotionally while he's up there. They just like remold him into putty. Yeah. Um, he plays the arcade game, which uh, once he figures out that he doesn't need to win the game. He just needs to play it. Uh, It starts getting real with him and asks him the questions that every single one of us is terrified to answer, but he answers them honestly until it results in the final one. The only thing that matters is, uh, what is the only thing that matters and it's knowing what to do next or something like that. Nope, I'm gonna get this right. The only thing we need to know at any given time is, and the response is, Go ahead. Do it. Say. It. Uh, I don't. I actually don't know it. Word oh, for word. It's like, what to do next? Yeah. Okay. What to next? Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got it word for word. What to do so, next? This is the moment where he steps away. It's not a game for him. It's real. And then Janice comes in, and it's still a very real conversation. It's more real than it's ever been mm-hmm. than any his life has ever been. And he's inspired to create this play, which is still a superficial version of it. Uh, and then he's not being honest enough, so it has to get more real until he's like alone on stage selling himself, his product, and his soul to uh, TV executive Fredwin. They pick up the show. Like, I mean, how was this exciting for you guys to watch? Was it scary knowing totally. that it's gonna get made? Like, I mean, totally. I mean, think about it like in real life, how, how crazy hard it is actually to get a show done, right? To get it done by, mm-hmm. your, like, by yourself, a story that you wrote yourself and pitching it to executives these days, it's almost impossible if you like nobody yet, right? So I mean, feeling like I really like to see these kind of stories like behind the curtain when you get an idea and uh, how it works. And it's also interesting because at the end of the day, remember, we talked about some news back in the day, the first couple of episodes when he was even tired of talking to people in a meeting room, like executives talking about a story that he didn't even feel, but he just had to do it because they wanted him to do that. They wanted him to be the funny guy, but he was tired of it. And now breaking out of that shell and saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to do my own show about my own life because that's how I feel. And I don't exactly. want to be the funny guy every time. I just do what I want to do now because now is my time. And I feel like, exactly. like Cha- Chapeau, I have a lot of respect for that. Well, and his yeah. younger self, the one who came up with the vampire puppet musical was like, what yeah. happened to you, man? Like you used <laughs> yeah, to do exactly. this weird stuff and then you just right. became commercialized. Exactly. I mean, so, it's the same with everyone. Think about it. You, you get stereotyped at some point. I mean, think about Will Smith, for example. He was always the funny guy, right? So he was mm-hmm. one of the lucky guys who could break out of the French mm-hmm. the prisons of Galea and become the serious actor. I mean, who, who can do that? And he, even like Jason Segel, can do it as well. So, and that's what know. I was going to say. It takes, a lot of, it takes a lot of courage to break out of that mold, um, especially, I feel like, for actors. I mean, I can't speak a whole lot, you know, um, I'm not an actress myself, but, you know, when you are pigeonholed in certain roles, sometimes you kind of feel like you're stuck there and um, you can get, you know, typecast left and right for that same role. So I think with, you know, with this opportunity to, to write this story and to go a different direction to be a little more serious, a little more complex. Um, well, let's a great experience keep in mind him. that this episode, because they once we get out of this, the show is made, now we're on that hilltop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the four, including Jason, are watching the series and they're, they're kind of giving each other notes about it, you know, as a TV show. Yeah. Uh, but then they surprise us 
as that's one of his favorite things, by completely shattering the fourth wall, like eviscerating any notion of the fourth wall and reminding us that this show isn't about Jason. So on that note, I think it's helpful to get a perspective of someone who is also a participant in this experience, who is not an actor. And that's when we're going to turn over to our good friend, Brett. Brett, are you there? Hey, yes, I am. Kevin, thank you so much for having me on, hey. guys. Hey. Thank hey. you for coming out literally yeah. the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Great <laughs> special segment right here. So, Brett, you had the experience that Jason had, essentially. You got to be part of the Institute way back in, in San Francisco. That so is what correct. Was... I, uh, I started way back when, back in, what, 2000. Six. They ended in 2010. Oh, yeah, it was wow. a long experience. Wow. Okay, yeah. dude, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we could talk about that all day, <laughs> but we can't. Absolutely. Uh, so yes. what was? I just want to know for you watching this series and then this episode, which got even more to the truth of it. What was it like mm-hmm. seeing this uh, activity played out uh, on your screen? So first off. The I was I was alerted about uh, early, uh, late last year that there was even a show, a TV show being created about the Jejun Institute, which was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And just to you see a retelling of my experience and all of our experiences on AMC was something that I could never even believe to ever happen. I, I when I first heard about it, I became I, I went right back to those days. Right when I was experiencing, you know, Eva trying to like, solve these riddles and to see everything kind of lay out and, you know, the characters, the interactions, it was just like going back to my days in San Francisco and meeting That's new so friends great. and experiencing those, those things. It was, it was wonderful. And they did a really great job retelling the story, hands down. Well, so, uh, what about now? Uh, this is, I don't want to get too heavy with you, but when the experience ended for you, uh, did you have that kind of, uh, oh, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but he described at the beginning of the uh, series that you, you've had this experience, you're, the world is more colorful, and then it just kind of fades away. What was it like for you? I- I would I would disagree with the idea that it just fades away. Uh, Octavio in our initial induction in, uh, induction meeting, and then during the show, he says that you begin to notice the divine happening all around you, mm-hmm. and that is after, even after the game ended. I saw life, or at least the city, especially the city of San Francisco, with all the strange, you know, little art installations, public, uh, private public parks, all these kind of things, you would explore a little bit more. And I realized that because the, the way that this game played out, they, they allowed us to kind of open our eyes. Even though the game was over, it wasn't quite over in all of our minds. It was great. It, that experience stayed with us. Cool. I mean, so how, how did it? I just wanted to ask you, so how did it change your life? How was your life before and how was it after this experience? Can you just describe that? No, it's, that's, actually, that's actually really funny that you, you asked that, Ben. Um, when I first saw the show come up, um, I saw Peter. And I was like, right. oh my goodness, like Peter has, is like, I'm not going to lie, maybe it's a little bit <laughs> narcissistic. But it's like, oh, <laughs> Peter is me. Like they, they, I was a big player. Like this, they wrote Peter after me. But then I realized that the experience that you see the, the the characters grow within the show, we all had small portions of each character that you see them grow. We all, at least talking to my other friends and players that we're still in contact today, we kind of grew just like them. Uh, right. We we found ourselves. We we got more adventurous. Some of us who are on the more creative side, they created their own smaller or spinoffs of the Jeju Institute. It just, it made us more creative and made us to get out there. And that's what, that the show really did kind of show that very, very clearly to the viewers. Watching the uh, documentary today, uh, I having, after watching the show, I started to notice some of the interviewers. I'm like, oh, this is, this is a Fredwin over here. And that's a Janice. (laughs) It was weird. Like I kept, but I kept changing my mind. Like, oh no, wait, that guy's more Fredwin. Like, again, (laughs) <laughs> this whole thing is about that we all have these 
these parts of us. We all have these desires and drives. And in that way, we're all the same. And thus, mm-hmm. that's what makes us special. So. And that's, that's why I think the show did such a great job. Um, I've shown, you know, even my mother, the show, you know, somebody who doesn't really follow any much TV at all. But this, the, the, the Dispatches from Elsewhere was such a great character creation. It was, it was not just about the, the goofiness and the, and the wackiness that is Elsewhere. It's also, they really wrote Jason uh, or Peter, Fredwin, Janice, Simone. They, you, you felt them. You, you understood where they're coming from. And that is so rare in a lot of storytelling these days. And I think right. the writers just nailed it. Hit it out of the park. With being able to relate to yeah, which was Siegel like Jason himself, right? I mean, I think he 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 wrote it from A to Z. He basically did the whole screenplay. I think wow, it's it's incredible. So I definitely um, have to say that what we talked about that all day long, every episode, there's always something that you can relate to. I think every one of us felt like them at some point. Every show, yep. every time. Oh, so yeah. we have insecurities. We have insecurities. We're confident with certain things. We're still uncomfortable with something, but. I, I feel like you can just—I don't know. Everyone can relate, even if you don't watch TV. As your mom, as you said, your mom, you can definitely relate to that show if you like it or not. You can still relate. So that's well, great. This this is television, but I kept—I keep calling it broadcast art. Now it's, <laughs> it's art that just happens to be broadcast that. through a TV signal. Uh, Brett, I think that's so awesome that you could pop in and talk with us. Yeah. Uh, so last minute, Thank we really you. appreciate you doing that. I got one Where last question for you. Where are you based? Yeah. Brett, by the way. Oh, I'm down in uh, Southern California in Orange County. Okay. Oh, no, not too far. Okay. You should come by. If there's a the season studio. two, yeah, I want to invite you into the studio. I would love, if yeah. they pull this show up again, we, we, I would love to have you. I would Definitely. love to be there. I mean, I, I love to see other people who are interested in like a small portion of my life that changed, changed me in such like a, a, a deep way. So you, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for, you know, reviewing the show and sharing it out with the world. We, we need it. This is what we need. It's Yay. We need whimsy. I mean, we need excitement. The family is expanding. <laughs> just, I, just, I was going to say thank you for joining in, like watching us every episode and partaking and asking us questions and just being a part of this experience. Because, I mean, we really are. We're our family unit over here, but our fans, like yeah. you're our family too and, and so on. So it's just great to have you on. Brett, and um, I think it's the I'm right so time for you. Guys you. Ask me. I think Brett, it's the right time right now to just start writing a book. You got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write a screenplay. <laughs> I will. I'll be. I'll be the main character, but there's no. And somebody will tell me to fix my stuff. So, okay, just <laughs> don't forget to cast it. us because we'll all be a part of it with you. Season so. two. <laughs> Season two. Season That's two. right. We got All it. All right. Um, Brett, thank you so much. We got to right, go. We got to get to uh, Ben's news segment. So, Ben, I know you have news you've been meaning to share for the last two weeks. Uh, I, please uh, share with us now. Kevin, you stole it already from me. Man. No, was it really the Entertainment Weekly? No, 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 no. It came it out today. Just, it was just part of it. You know, it was just part of it. It was just part of it. No, but I definitely wanted to point something out that I that I still read mm-hmm. on the same article, which I feel is very, very interesting. Because remember, there's this one scene where we have these little videos popping up with these people sitting at home, and we see these little videos. Do you remember that scene? I do remember that mm-hmm. scene. And you know, the crazy thing is you might ask yourself, okay, how was that possible? Where are these videos coming from? Right, because uh-huh. they looked so real and they looked like real videos. And uh-huh. the surprise—I mean, Kevin. Okay, you know, you're laughing. You I know, know I know. Oh, you read it, <laughs> man. You read too much. Don't stop reading. But anyway, for oh. all the other people on the planet out there, right? Don't listen to Kevin. Just listen to me, focusing. Okay. Basically, what happens? These videos are real videos because what the show did when the show was already interactive almost a year before it came out and they basically had flyers everywhere. So people, even real people participated on this kind of game and really shot their own videos and send it to the production. And these no are videos that way. get put on the show. I'm serious. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's My mind is blown. Did not know that. Love okay. that. That is that's crazy. That is amazing. So that's actually movie in a movie almost like. Yes. Uh, I feel like that's what the show is all about, though. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's this extended community. Uh, (gasps) Totally. But yeah, that was the main thing I wanted to say. I think that was really cool. So, yeah. So for those of you who would like to be a part of this experience, I'm assuming it's still going. uh, This 
Ben is describing the Elsewhere Public Works Agency, which is what was on the postcard. That's right. a real life website. You can go to epwa.life is the address. You can check out that. You can check out the new Neurology Network, which is a Discord channel conversation that has been finding clues and like finding Clara's van as it tours the country. Uh, it's insane, guys. The rabbit hole on this is uh, immense. I, I found about it two weeks ago, and I've been trying to catch up, and I just I can't. Um, <laughs> quick, and, yeah, really quick thing, Ben. From what you were saying, Nick. Um, in the chat said that he did one and thank God they didn't use mine. <laughs> That's what he said. But Nick, he said, you got to send it to us, please. You got to send, okay. yeah. send it to us. We want to show that. Come on, Nick, come on. Uh, Don't leave us hanging. If you guys want to keep up with the uh, this whole experience, uh, you this whole show deserves a rewatch in my opinion. So like you now that you know how it all breaks down, go mm -hmm. ahead and watch the series again. I would recommend watching the uh, Institute documentary. I found it today for free on the internet at Tubi and at uh, Voodoo, V-U-D-U. Oh. Um, we also have Chantel's article with Eve Lindley you can check out at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, you can read The nice. Secret of the Nim or watch the movie live uh, for free on YouTube. Uh, and of course, there is the world around you. There is so much to experience to continue the show's experience and if you guys just need uh new tv shows that's where we come in here at after buzz tv so follow our hosts follow us online and we'll give you something new to do but that begs the question that i'm going to pose to my my team we've reached the season finale we're approaching the end of our finale here at after buzz tv's dispatches for after show uh so what to do next for me, I'm going to draw in a, in a notebook. I'm just going to start drawing in a notebook again. Oh, that'll be very therapeutic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you going to color it in, too? Are you going to do the whole shebang? Usually, I just do pencil. But if I like it enough, then, yeah, I might bust out the colored pencil. Are, are we going to see one of these, box. these artwork, these masterpieces? Are they going to, is it going to be plastered on a building somewhere? Yeah. Uh, it'll definitely be continuing to eat quarantine snacks, um, break the latest in entertainment news with After Buzz mm -hmm, in Black mm -hmm. Hollywood Live, um, as well as, you know, I've really been wanting to take up yoga even more. Okay. So I've been practicing a little bit. So my goal is to just master it. So then when all of this is over, I can be prepared to take a hot yoga class. So that's basically what I've been. Yeah, because hot yoga is not for the week. <laughs> no. I have done it and it takes a lot of a self-containment because I mean, to be yeah. honest with you, woo. Is it basically tense. like yoga in a sauna? Is that how it's Yeah, finished? basically. Oh, no. I'm going to do goat Shoot. yoga because I don't want I, to do that. Wow. I, don't I like can't even breathe in a way. I can't even breathe in a sauna. How can I do yoga in a sauna? Damn. All right. All right. So Is I don't do else? that. I can anyone, say that. What I are you going to do? What are you going to do, Ben? I mean, today I'm definitely going to do some workout because I need to move right now for some reason because I like, you know, I don't do moving much. But I, I definitely, you know, honestly, the show really inspired me. So I might get back even into writing. So even that I have more Good. time and I'm more at home, I go back more into screenwriting and stuff like that because I like writing myself. And I think nice. the show was really good, like to, as, as you um, basically already mentioned today, to get back to yourself a little more as well. I mean, we have a little bit more time at home so we can reflect. But I think even the show, and as I mentioned to Brad, you can identify with certain qualities that everyone has on the show that you basically let's find your way back to yourself even more. So yeah. and I really enjoyed that. And like you guys were saying, being in quarantine, now is the perfect time for the show to have happened because now we can all be inspired by it and use our free time mm -hmm. to create right. and do. Mm -hmm. and see the world <laughs> yeah. around us starting in our living rooms and slowly working our way out I Chantel, you got but anything? i would i would really <laughs> like it to end to be honest though i have to say 
I think we all would. I think we all would. Uh, for me, I think and I am going to be a little more broad in this aspect. Um, just continue. I feel like from what I've taken from this episode um, and this show overall and Jason's just message, just continue to enjoy the adventure that awaits ahead. I'm just going to embrace everything, enjoy it, pick up new hobbies, um, maybe even start a little podcast of my own. Um, but yeah, right now I definitely think it is the time for all of us, um, to just kind of get out there and, and just, like I said, enjoy life. There's always something new that you could pick up. There's so much knowledge you can, you know, continue to learn and retain and everything like that. And, um, I'm excited and I I cannot wait and everybody should follow all of us and we will follow all of you back and you can continue to see our journey. So you have to be, you have to Uh, be. So Jason's uh, groundbreaking television finale inspired me to do one last thing. And uh, in the spirit of Dispatches of Elsewhere's finale, I think we need to acknowledge everyone who made this after show. I can't pull the camera back and everyone here because uh, quarantine is also distancing. But uh, everyone who made this after show possible, that includes our founders, Maria Menunos and Kevin Undergaro, our producers, Vito Scuddy from Philly, Ryan Nielsen from Philly, uh, Stephen <laughs> Monroe, Brianna Phipps, our commentators, the uh, various Joe Nell Vlogs, Justin Christopher, GC Space, Bryce's Lauren, Jeremy Drango, Frosty Winnipeg, Eve Lindley, Slobo Bryce, Twisted Wolf 2000, Gismont, Ron B, Ryan B, Jolly Rada 1, Tony Jackson, Tatlis, Haley Townsend, Mutalix, Connor Lindhorn, Jeremy Perez, Breathless Mahoney, TJ, TG Flux, Eno, No Heart, Harold White, I see you all watching right now. Thank you all for watching right now and for being a part of the show. I keep saying it, we couldn't do it without you. And I have been checking out your comments all night. You are part of the show and we are grateful to have you. Thank uh, you. And of course, I could not do this show without my wonderful co-hosts and contributors. First and foremost, the guy who's pulled, called everything from episode one, Benjamin Snow. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you guys. It was such amazing. I mean, I really, I really hope for a second season. I have a feeling it's going to happen. You know, I don't know when because no one can shoot right now. Damn it. But uh, we're going to definitely make it happen at some point, right? <laughs> but yeah. um, no, thank you so much again. I really enjoyed the show. I really like, I have to say at the beginning, I think I saw, I said, I said that already at the very beginning, the first episode, I, w- I wasn't sure what to think about it, right? The first was, I think Chantel, you and I, we basically like, okay, wait a minute. Well, what is the show about, right? Exactly. But I really learned I really learned to love the show, which always tells me, hey, don't judge something on by its cover, right? Just give it some time sometimes, and you can find your way into something, right? And I think that's what the show gave me as an experience. Hey, I don't want to judge anything from the very beginning. I just let it flow and just give it some time, and out of a sudden, boom, see, I just love the show. And I think that was a lesson learned for me as well, you know? So I'm really thankful for that. And thank you, guys. And, and Ben, where can everyone find you online? Oh, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and it's at Benjamin Schnau, S-C-H-N-A-U, like the dog Schnauzer. Thank you. Uh, another gentleman who's been calling the shot <laughs> from episode one, uh, Mr. Spins. I got to acknowledge him. Spins. Love you, Mr. Spins. Oh, yeah. Yes. Peace out. Yes. Shout out. Ryan, can you play that video? Ryan. Ryan. I think I see it. Really? I see something. You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Mr. Spins, S-P-I-N-Z. And on behalf of all your viewers watching, I'd just like to say we love and appreciate everything you've been doing there on AfterBuzz TV. And we can't wait to see you on our next adventure. Good night. Wow. Um, oh, thank you, Mr. Bars, Spins. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Spins, S-P-I-N-Z. Okay. And on behalf of all your viewers watching, I'd just like to say... Thank you, Ryan. Love and appreciate <laughs> Let's, let him say it again. We gotta give him okay. a shout-out. Yeah, we gotta give Mr. Spins a shout-out. He's been here from the very beginning. So, uh, like, all of, like all of you, I mean. Well, know, like all of you, you, especially... Uh, Chantel, you've been here from the beginning. Yes. Where can everyone find you online? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and on, um, I was about to say Facebook. <laughs> Instagram, you can find me on Facebook too. Uh, and Twitter at Chantel D, that is S-H-Y-N-T-E-L, one L in the letter D. Um, thank you guys 
so much <laughs> for letting me be a part of this after show. Uh, this show, I won't lie, at the very beginning, like Ben had mentioned, I was kind of like, what? What did I get myself into? But as the episode started to progress, I mean, I loved the the deeper meshes, messages that were involved. And, um, you know, the overall message just being like, you know, we are, there's a little bit of everyone and everyone, you know, we're all unique, we're all special. Um, and all, you know, similar in the same way. And uh, it's just beautiful. It was a very beautiful yes, finale episode. So, and I'm glad to be a part of every single one of them. <laughs> uh, Ryan, if you could pop back into the show's email, I sent you with that photo of uh, Jason Siegel dressed as a clown. Can you also help me introduce uh, um, Nick Daly? I am underscore S-A-N-A underscore and on Twitter at I am underscore Sana. It was a pleasure interacting with you guys in the chat. I love it. And, you know, thank you for always being there extra early waiting for us. We really appreciate it. And let's all just keep in touch. Sorry, Sana. I didn't mean for him to pull up Jason Siegel's clown photo while you were talking. Oh, um, it's yeah. beautiful. In my head, this was a lot smoother, but we don't have the production value that Jason Siegel had. So, yeah. uh, so Ryan, can you pull up Nick Daly? Thanks, friend. So cute. So yeah, cute. I didn't realize that was a real inspiration, him and his sad clown makeup. So, but, yeah. wait a second. So, who was on that picture right now? That was that Jason, was Jason Siegel. Siegel. You're kidding. That was really yeah, him? No, yes. That was really him. Wow. Yes. I thought it would come up naturally in conversation earlier, oh, but since it wow. didn't, I'm just like, you know. So maybe I missed it, it. Sorry, maybe I missed it. Wow. No, I don't think it did. He didn't change. My Twitter <laughs> is at Nicholas J. Daly, and my Instagram is diagonals underscore. It was diagonals underscore on Instagram. Uh, thank you, Nick Daly. And, thank you, Nick. Uh, last, thank you, sir. Least, the, the friend who managed to introduce me to Brett earlier today so that he could be a part of our show, Sheldon. I am Sheldon. I am you. <laughs> ah, I mean, I love beautifully it. done. <laughs> Thank you, Sheldon. I Great love Sheldon. that. That was I really like the board, the, the math <laughs> board in the background. It was awesome. Was it at university, right? Maybe. Where, where you yeah, they're showing everybody who he is. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, I am Kevin Allen. I am you. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Kevin Allen says, Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham. I could not have been a part of a better uh, after show, uh, let alone moderate one. This was everything I could ever ask in being a moderator and having a conversation about television. So thank you to everyone who made this show possible. Have a wonderful night and enjoy the world around you, everyone. What world? Kidding. Bye. All the best to you guys. <laughs> Good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.